Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Tried out some different syllables there. Uh, Neil, how are you? Feeling always so welcomed, you know? We have that yeah. intro where you know what I was just we get thinking. welcomed, and then... Josh then comes in, in with his here. own welcome. You know what? So you get two welcomes right before the show starts. You know what I was thinking? You know how they have those like cameo videos and those like memo memo things that you, where you can get like a, a celebrity to introduce certain things or like give your loved one a birthday message or whatever? You've seen those? Yeah. What if we were to get like a random celebrity to do our intro? Like any like Gilbert Gottfried to do our intro. Like Gilbert like, Godfrey yeah, is or who like you want to do our intro. Hulk Hogan to do like, let me tell you something, brother. There's so many different voices in this world, and you want Gilbert Godfrey to do. Welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I think it'd be great. I think I'd, you know, just to switch it up every now and then, you know, like every month we get a new person to introduce us. The person that does the Mr. Burns voice on The Simpsons is who we need. Mm, yes, Mr. Yeah. Burns. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good. I think maybe I could. <laughs> be pretty good. I could take some classes. Maybe yeah, that was, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, there, I, I've actually never done that voice before. <laughs> that was the first time. Uh, should we jump into some sports here, Neil? Let's get into it. Lots to talk about today. Holy crap! Even this morning, things are breaking, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But uh, Canada, Team Canada, has a chance. To make it to the World Cup. Surreal. Like, I've never seen Team Canada in... I've heard of them in the World Cup before. Mm -hmm. The men's Canadian national soccer team. Mm -hmm. Um, Never in my life have I seen them, though. It's been 37 years since they've been in the World Cup, Josh. And... uh so they're up they're upcoming three fixtures uh in this in this uh international window here they have to just get at least two points from these three fixtures a win gets you three a draw gets you one all they have to if they beat costa rica tomorrow night they're in they're in yeah win and you're in basically their mentality the thing is like they're not going in to try and tie you know no No. one's trying to go in and tie you know but you know, like they they would want to win in Costa Rica and and not have to worry about the next two games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen? They're well, playing in Costa Rica, I think. I mean, I, what do you want to happen? Obviously, you want Canada to see, win. See, what I think and what I want to happen are are two very similar things here. So I think yeah. they're going to qualify for the World Cup tomorrow night. Um, I want them obviously to qualify for the World Cup tomorrow night. Um, they're already they're resting a bunch of players not resting but there's a lot of players that are um, not playing in this window for Team Canada uh, because like Alfonso Davies will not be playing in this window because um, it is a very crucial time for Bayern Munich right now um, in their league but also because it's it's pretty much a done deal even if they weren't to win these two or these any of these three games if they weren't going to get any points from these three games. Um, they could still qualify if Panama and Costa Rica don't uh, win any of these three games. You yeah, know, I, the way that their defense is playing, the thing is, like coming into this tournament in the Concacaf, Canada was like not ranked. They, they were always known to have deficiencies on their back end. Like their defense is always their their downfall. Mm-hmm. We knew up front that they'd be solid 
you know, with Davies leading the charge. Um, but their defense was always something that they knew was going to bite them in the ass. Yeah. And they've got the, the they've got the firepower up front. There has been yeah. no other nation in this tournament that has been better defensively than Canada has. And like that's yeah. they you know as as Michael Jordan once said, you know, they heard about that, you know, they heard about the fact that everyone knew they had defensive deficiencies and they took that personally. They took that personally. They took that personally. Yeah, yeah. And they went out and they changed that. The last 4 games that they played, they've given up one goal and that was a one goal against Mexico. Yeah. So they took that personally. They took it personally. Yeah. yeah. They shut everyone down. So even without Davies and like that offense they're still not giving up much on the back end. So, I mean, they're going to have a fucking tough test going into Costa Rica. They've played in a lot of half-empty stadiums during COVID. They're going into Costa Rica. There are going to be some Canadian fans there, but it's primarily going to be Costa Ricans there in a 35,000 stadium sold-out crowd in Costa Rica. Yeah, and it was difficult um, when they played in Panama, uh, when the Canadians played in Panama. They were having stuff thrown at them all throughout the pitch like every time they took a corner uh they had to get security heavily involved in that corner because things kept just getting thrown at these players like yeah plastic hostile cups. environments man like 100 that's that's what they do right they they these nations try to get under the other team's skin it's it's you know un- unfortunately you know we're not used to that in canada things getting thrown on the pitch but in these other nations that's how they play right they play to get on get an edge yeah you know, and unfortunately, they throw shit on the field, but yeah. um, it's a hostile environment. They're they're going to be it's going to be a loud environment for Team Canada to go into. I think they win three one in this game, though. I think they give up a goal. No, I don't um, think they give up a goal. To you, you think it's three nothing? No, I think it'll be two 0 Two nil. We're but, on the same side. Canada by two, <laughs> one way yeah. or another. Yeah, and I think I, I honestly do think they qualify for the World Cup tomorrow if. If you were to watch anything at all this week, make it be the Canada Costa Rica game. I want to watch night. if Alfonso Davies is doing a live cast of him watching oh, the game. He is. He's I want to watch that because he's already said that the fucking last one he did was so entertaining when they scored the goal to win the game, mm-hmm. and he just had a complete like ten out of ten orgasm on live air <laughs> when they scored the goal. Like oh, it was it. ridiculous. Like it was awesome. It's and he loves he loves his live stream, so yeah, yeah he's he's gonna be doing that. For I think sure. he got re-injured on that play just watching the goal, just jumping up from his seat and injuring himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there'd be a there would be worse ways to go for sure. Uh, but no, I do think Canada qualifies for the World Cup tomorrow. So set your PVRs, make sure you're not doing anything tomorrow night because uh, you're gonna want to watch that. Wow. Should we move on to some NFL? Let's move on to some NFL, some crazy NFL news coming out of this morning. What didn't happen this past week? What like, happened this offseason? This entire offseason has been wild. Yeah. I've never in my entire life seen an offseason that's been way more active than it has like at all. Like this this offseason, so many quarterbacks have changed homes. You think of the likes of Tom Brady returning, mm-hmm. retiring and then returning. Talk about playing with heartstrings. Tom Brady returning. Russell Wilson got traded. He's not playing for the Broncos yet. He's not playing for the Broncos. A, you saw the video of him uh, practicing with Court and Sutton? I have not seen that video, but I'm it's, sure it looks great. It's weird. It's, it's weird? weird? Yeah, I mean, it's good. They're <laughs> going to be a good duo, but like, it's weird to see him in that Broncos yeah. helmet. Uh, Matt Ryan this week Matt got Ryan. traded. 
Matt Colts. Ryan, the longtime Atlanta Fal- Falcons legend. So does this mean the Falcons are just throwing in the towel on the season? They're going to draft a quarterback, um, Malik Willis. They're going to draft him in the first round. They have the eighth pick, I think, this upcoming draft. And I think, yeah, they signed Marcus Mariota to do a two-year I deal. I did see that. Um, I think that's a bridge deal. I think they're going to go out and sign Willis uh, with their first pick if he is still available at that eighth pick. Mm-hmm. He's the best quarterback available in this draft, which is a kind of uh, a weaker draft. Um, next year, there's three studs coming out, including Bryce Young, but this year's a little weaker. Um, Carson Wentz got traded. Eh. So uh, Indy has had three amazing quarterbacks. Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't even say amazing. They've had three... Three past their prime quarterbacks. Capable quarterbacks in three consecutive years. So they've had Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. All past their prime. All past their prime. I don't even know if Carson Wentz have ever ever had a prime, but but they're like, what is their problem? Like, like how how it doesn't work. Why don't you they, just draft a quarterback? What do they think they're gonna get out of Matt Ryan? Like, what do they think Matt is Matt Ryan is still here? great, man? Like, he's still is he though? He is. Matt Ryan's a top ten quarterback this year. Matt Ryan is a top ten quarterback this year. You heard it here first. You're telling me that Matt Ryan is a top ten quarterback. Top ten quarterback. I gotta I gotta bring out I gotta bring out a list. Answer me this. Is he better than Tua? No. He's not better than Tua. No. Not right now. Maybe in his prime, but not right now. He is. Tua's not even in his prime yet. Oh Matt Ryan is well past his prime. Is he better than Daniel Jones? Yes, every other quarterback <laughs> is better than Daniel Jones. But is he better than Carson Wentz. Uh, he is better than Carson Wentz. So that's an upgrade for Indy. So Indy's looking at it. They didn't really give up much for no. Matt Ryan. No. I like the deal. Um, I think Matt Ryan still got a lot left in him. I think he was just hung out to dry the last couple of years in Atlanta. Like he's still great. If he's if he has any offensive line, if he has any weapons on his team, who was he throwing to last year? Calvin Ridley bailed on him. Yeah. Russell, Russell Gage. Gage was his top fucking wide receiver. Yeah. Cordero Patterson. You just said a couple names that are just just like not good. They're not good. Cordero Patterson is a good. If Cordero wide receiver Patterson is made back. to be good, then your team has problems. If that's your number one, he was great for fantasy because he was playing both positions. You could literally play yeah. him anywhere. Yeah, but he's a lifetime punt receiver, <clears throat> punt yeah, returner. True. Yeah, true. See right? he gets injured. Um, other news happening this morning. I still can't believe this. I still can't. I told you as soon this. as like as soon as we met up, I was like, Tyreek is asking for a trade. You said, wants, did you hear he about this? trade? And I said, yeah, right. I'll believe it when I see it. And now, then I get the fucking notification. Tyreek Hill, like they, he couldn't figure out a contract. Like they, they, they just disagreed all off season. Here we are. Tyreek asked for a trade. Here we are, 20 minutes later after he asked for a trade. Tyreek is traded to the Miami Dolphins. It's official. Are the Miami Dolphins like... Five draft picks, Josh. Yeah. So what does that, what does that mean, though? And they signed him to a three-year, $75 million extension. He's making 25 mil a year. Like, how many draft picks are this year that, that the Chiefs got? You know what I mean? There has to be. I know that I saw some from 2023, but like, what are the Chiefs like doing? They don't have 
I know like it, they kind of contract talks broke down with Tyreek Hill, but like, who do they have wide receiver wise? Well, they just signed, they're they're in talks with Marquette Marquez Valdez Scantling to replace Tyreek Hill, but they're going to draft to replace. Tyreke they're going to they're going to draft a wide receiver. The wide receiver core um, is stacked this year. I mean, they just got Juju as well. Well, right, well like they didn't just sign Juju, which is a great signing. Yeah. Um, it hits home a little. You know, I was going to say I want to hear your your thoughts about this. It's a great signing. It's a great signing. One year deal. Um, Juju has a lot to prove this year. But he's as still, a Steelers fan, is this your response as a Steelers fan? He's 24. I knew the Steelers weren't going to resign him. The Steelers are going to draft a wide receiver. You said like on three. Uh, I was actually like surprised last... that they resigned him last year. The Steelers? Yeah. But you were you were sure that the Steelers were going to bring him back. I remember you saying that. Yeah. I just didn't think anyone else wanted him. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Uh, Juju still got a lot. He's still really young. He's 25. Um, and he wants to make more TikToks and the place to go to make TikToks. Yeah, I think this is a changing of the guard for the Steelers. They're just not like this, that, that, and they, they're separating themselves from that because if you're not a grinder on the field and you think your personal uh, social media is more important than your on field performance, then that's going to change. And I think that's why he's not back with the Steelers this year is because of all of the uh, distraction that he's brought to the team. And honestly, if Claypool doesn't figure it out too, he's probably going to see the same sort of um, you know action be done with him not being re-signed. So do you think Claypool, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, do you think their fantasy value just skyrocketed? Yeah. Because of Juju leaving? Uh, Juju spent a lot of time on the, uh, on the IR last year. You did? So... He sat out for most of the season. I think immediately with the signing of uh, Mr. Bisky, they're going to immediately play <laughs> a lot better because um, Ben sucked last year. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. Trubisky is an upgrade from Ben. Trubisky is way more mobile. He's he's going to bring a dynamic dual threat that the Steelers haven't seen in a very long time to this team. And I think mm-hmm. they're both Deontay Johnson, <clears throat> Chase Claypool, and whoever the, the Steelers draft in this draft class probably in the first round, is going to benefit from it. And Najee Harris, of course. Najee's going to have way more room. They upgraded their offensive line. Steelers' offense is going to be just fine this year. But, um, yeah, Juju in Kansas City works for me. Kansas City's definitely going to draft a wide receiver, though, after trading. They have they have a plan here. They don't just trade Tyreek 20 minutes after he asked for a trade without a plan. Without a plan. I think they had, yeah, they must have had their backup plan, like, ready to go. And all they needed to hear was Tyreek saying he wasn't down for that contract. And then they're like, all right, moving on. Just saw a tweet come in. Remember when Tyreek caught a touchdown pass against the Broncos? It was incorrectly ruled incomplete and the Chiefs didn't challenge. In the like he caught a touchdown, mm-hmm. didn't realize he caught a touchdown. And then the replay showed that he actually caught the touchdown. Did you see that play? But the Chiefs didn't challenge it. They didn't challenge it. And they ended up, I think they ended up losing that game. Wow. That was wild. I wonder if Tyreek is going to have the same swagger in Miami. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if he's still going to give the peace sign up to to defenders coming at him. Or if that's just going to be, he's going to have to wait for that to happen until Miami is actually good. Because you can't throw up the peace sign when Miami's going 3-15 and 15 on the season. 3-14 and 14 on the season. It's just this NFL offseason is just so fucked. It's, I've never seen. So Brian, 
Brian Flores sued the league. Tom Brady retires and returns. Aaron Rodgers returns to the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton retired. Big Ben retired. Devontae Adams, Russell Wilson, Tyree Kill, Deshaun Watson, we didn't even and talk Matt about Devontae Ryan. Adams. Devontae Adams got traded. How do you what what's going on there? Like how do how do we feel about that? Are the Raiders Joe we, Buck and Troy Aikman are now on Monday night football. <laughs> even that's happening. Like there's yeah, Al Michaels is doing Thursday night football on Amazon. <laughs> like there's so yeah. much happening this offseason. Yeah. But Devon okay, so Devontae Adams, I don't think we talked about this no. last week. Does this mean what the Raiders? What the fuck is happening? Does this like mean the Raiders Adam are good? Here. Does this mean the Raiders yes. make the playoffs? Yes, it means the Raiders are good. Devontae Adams is a number two behind Hunter Renfro on that team. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. You were so ready to go with that too. Uh, but what are the what are the Packers doing here? Are the Packers going out and signing a? I'll tell you what the Packers are doing. The Packers are consoling Aaron Rodgers right now because Aaron Rodgers just signed a mega deal. Which probably led to Which is the reason why Devontae Adams not having any money to sign with Green Bay. And exactly. because they had no money to sign with him, they had to trade him. So they gave all the money to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, great. Yeah, you you, you have Aaron Rodgers coming back. Yeah, and then they tried to franchise tag Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams was just like, uh, It's going to be no for me, me, dog. It's yeah, going to be a no for me. You can't pay me. See you later. Yeah, Devontae Adams, um, even though he might be the number two on that team, I think he's... Uh, Top five wide receiver in this league. Top so three wide receiver. The top in this two wide receivers in the league just got traded in the same week. The top two. Okay. That like that is just about Russell Gage and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm talking about Juju and you know <laughs> nice, Russell Gage. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's this I don't know. So the the extension that he signed, Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. is hundred and twenty million over four years. He's making more than Devontae Adams now. He's making $30 million a year. <laughs> is Tyreek Hill. Is he worth that? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, does that make, that makes him the highest paid wide receiver in the league, yeah? That's ridiculous. I That makes him, that's quarterback money. Well, we're He's gonna, making more than most quarterbacks. More than most quarterbacks, league. yeah. Well, we're going to find out if he was actually a good wide receiver or if he was good because he had the best quarterback throwing to him. You know what I mean? Like, Tyreek Hill looked a lot better on the field with Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. You know what I mean? Is, so he, we're gonna, is he better than Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes? Yes, he's better than Josh Allen. Yes, a healthy Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek though. Yes. So you're saying Patrick Mahomes, regardless of Tyreek Hill being there, is, is better, better than Josh Allen? Is the best quarterback in the league? If Josh I Allen had Tyreek Hill on his team, is yeah. he a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? No. Still not better. No. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is uh, is a generational talent. Patrick Mahomes is. This is me shooting my thought. He struggled last year because he was injured. And his offensive line, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What injury? He was injured from the previous season. Broken heart? Super Bowl. <laughs> that probably too. And having to deal with his fucking family on the sidelines. But remember, he was injured in the past Super Bowl, and I carried into last season. I think you're making excuses. I think you just don't want to admit that Josh Allen is better. Patrick Statistically, Mahomes. Josh Allen is better on the field, the throws that he's making. Do you remember that game against Patrick Mahomes where I Josh do. Allen was I, on I, fire 
Like he, so was Patrick Mahomes to the point where everyone was just like saying, "Give him the ball." Like after they scored, after um, Kansas City scored in overtime, mm-hmm. we wanted to see Josh Allen get the ball back. They scored like twenty-eight he, points in the final two minutes, and that's both the thing. Teams. That's the thing that they're probably going to have to change. I think it's one A, one B. I think we have to compromise on that. Like they're they're both tops. One A being Patrick Mahomes, one B being Josh Allen, one C being Mr. Trubisky. And then just one being Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy oh to see how or if all of these great players are still great when they're on their new teams. So with Tyreek now joining the Dolphins, where do the Dolphins like? Are the Dolphins immediately a contender? Yes, immediately. Mm-hmm. Because they they went out and they signed a couple has been running backs. Um, in Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. But now they add this superstar in Tyreek Hill. They still have Tua, who's developing. Who knows if he has that second gear in him? Who I knows if he can actually throw a deep ball to Tyreek? It, as soon as you put Tyreek next to Tua, I think you have a winning combination. Because Tua, is, like you said, is still developing. He's not in his prime yet. Tyreek is in his prime. And Tua didn't have the option of Tyreek Hill last season. What were his options at wide receiver last season? He has Jalen Waddle. He has Devontae Parker. He'll still have Jalen Waddle. Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, who is franchise tag. Um, but he'll still have Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker, I believe. Right? So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be a good team. I think Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker's fantasy value just went down significantly. But I think they're going to be a good team. I'm excited to see them. Uh, do you want to move on to some hockey? Let's do it. Because the trade deadline was this past Monday, and uh, some big things happened. The trade deadline day, as as always, was kind of lackluster, like it usually is, because all the trades happened the day before. Then James Duthie comes on TSN and complains about how everything happened the day before, uh, which is usually, yeah, how it goes. But uh, Mark Giordano to the Leafs. Mark Giordano is a Toronto Maple Leaf. The Leafs have this thing where they go out and they get every other team's captain and they make it work on their team. And uh, they did it again this season. They've got a lot of captains on that team. They've got a lot of captains on it. And this is like the common thing for the Leafs. Like they, John Tavares, Mark Giordano. um, Currently, I think that's the only two former captains, right? Yeah, I mean, that Tavares, like you look at, you look at this team, um, they're always looking for more leadership. And, like, with this addition of Mark Giordano, like, does it really change much that they have going on? I think it does. I think we had we had defensive holes. We had blue line holes. And the fact that we, we went out and shored up those holes, I think, is a good thing. Like, I, I was just hoping that the Leafs didn't go out and sign a Claude Giroux or sign, you know, an aging forward like they did last season with Foligno. Because that's, that's not the answer to our problems here. The firepower, we have the greatest top two lines, I think, in the NHL. And so I don't think you need to go out and get another winger on there or get a third line center. Like, that's not what we need to do. We need to go out and get veteran defensemen, which is what they did in Mark Giordano. Yeah, they they needed to bring in a defenseman. They did. Um, Giordano this year has, has been praised for his defense rather than his offense. And years prior, 
He's 38, and years prior, um, he's been known for his offense yeah, on he's been teams like Calgary. He's his, played half a season with Seattle, and he's been their captain for half a season. Which is weird. Like They announced him as their first captain in, in franchise history, and then he gets traded at the deadline. Oh, they're rebuilding. I mean, they, they, they're, they're not, not very rebuilding. Good. They're building. They're, <laughs> what are they rebuilding from? They weren't a team. From their first draft. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the season, oh, it's time to rebuild. Yeah. Throw in the towel. We're done. <laughs> Go for the draft pick. But what was so different about this year? I, we're getting off topic here, but the Vegas Golden Knights made it to the Stanley Cup Finals the yeah, first year. Because they were they did their expansion draft really well. And in that year, there were a lot of players that were available to them. Yeah, they had like 12 second liners on their team. Yeah. So the balance, you're still seeing that team succeed right now with that original draft class and but think about like the seattle draft class the seattle expansion expansion draft class like there were there were so many players on so many teams that were protected the best player that they could have drafted was carrie price and they weren't going to take on that contract yeah so mark giordano would have been their best player that they drafted and he was i remember they announced him as like the first player that they drafted um in that whole like party that they had uh you know, they, they look at their team right now. Like, they're not a contending team. They're a team that's, you know, trying out, trying to find their feet in the league. I know. Are you um, at all surprised that the Leafs didn't go out and get a goaltender? I am. I am surprised. Uh, I think what Dubas was doing was, because he placed uh, Peter Mrazek on waivers over the weekend so that the waivers would clear an hour before the trade deadline. Um, and I think we were hoping, we were hoping and praying and probably assuming that someone was going to pick, pick up Peter Mrazek because Peter Mrazek is not a bad goalie. He's not, he's just had a bad year in Toronto. Um, and that has a lot to do with the Leafs hanging him out to dry a lot, but he, he's not a positional goalie. He's out of position a lot. He goes out to play the puck a lot and that puts him out of position and he's suffered from that. And the team suffered from that. Um, but he's not a bad goalie. On Carolina, he had like seven or eight shutouts last season. So when he originally signed with Toronto, I was happy about it because he's a good goalie. But there are so many teams out there. Like Buffalo doesn't have a goalie under contract for next season. So I was thinking that they were going to sign Peter Mrazek. If you have that opportunity to sign a goalie that's on waivers, that's a good goalie. Go and do it. But lo and behold, no one claimed Peter Mrazek on waivers. His waivers cleared, and the Leafs put him back on the roster. Yeah, um, I'm hoping he is humbled by this experience in being placed on waivers. Waivers, and I'm hoping he, you know, turns. You know, this is a wake up call for him because he was, you know, not so like he he had success in Carolina before he signed exactly. with the Leafs, right? Exactly. He had success in Detroit before he signed with Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's had success in his career. He's just completely lost this season. So I'm hoping that what this move does is open his eyes a bit, you know, just have him, you know, have this be a fresh start for him in a way. Cause this is rock bottom for him in a way. Yeah. Considering all the things that's gone on in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a third best goalie on this team. I would say third or fourth. Yeah. Um, we, are seeing a glimpse of the future in Colgren because Colgren looks really, really good. Shalgren. Shalgren. That's found out recently. That's how you pronounce it. Shalgren. Shalgren, yeah. 
Say that 10 times fast. I'm not going to. Yeah, I know. Um, but he had a big-time shutout in his first game. But mm-hmm. I am you know, genuinely surprised they didn't go out and get a guy like uh, Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline. I think that, well, they were waiting on Mrazek to get picked up. And the fact that he didn't really tie their hands together. Um, I, I honestly think they were they were trying to go out and get a goalie. But because they couldn't get rid of Mrazek's contract, yeah, that changed things for them. So, their their dubious hands were kind of tied there. Aside from the Leafs, I'm really surprised that the Oilers didn't go out and get a goalie either. You know, for some they were reason, rumored to Varlamov, they were rumored to Flurry, they were rumored to every potential available goalie out there, and yeah. no deal got done. For some reason, I don't know why they're just they've got so much faith in Koskinen and Mike Smith, who are not good goalies, who are old. Past their prime, not good goalies. But Koskinen's under a serious contract right now. Yeah, He's I mean, getting paid a lot more than he should be, but I don't know. Did he just re-sign? No, he re-signed this, this past offseason, I think. The, goal, the, the goalie situation in Edmonton has been their Achilles heel for how long? Man? It seems like, what was their last decent goalie in Edmonton? I can't even remember. It was probably Mike Smith when he was in his... No, Mike Smith was playing with uh, Minnesota before. Edmonton hasn't had goalie success. I guess the Leafs haven't either and like since Ed Belfer. No, they were good with Freddie. Yeah. Freddie Anderson was a good goalie. Um, I wouldn't say he's like Ed Belfer or Curtis Joseph good, but Freddie Anderson was a good goalie for us. We had We had some, we had some struggles. And that's part... Like probably the reason why we haven't had playoff success for so long, yeah, is that like you remember that that game seven against Boston? Who was in that? James Reimer. He wasn't that good for the Leafs, though. I mean, he was just like a a filling. He was like it. How uh, Campbell took over last season, mm-hmm. right? Like, and Campbell went on that amazing run during the off season. When Reimer started, he went. On maybe Colgren might do that this season. Yeah. Just kind of get the reins and run with it. But uh, yeah, I I just think backing thinking back to when Reimer was a net for us, I was always just so nervous. Like no one made me nervous like Reimer made me nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just gonna name uh, a few goalies here from the Edmonton Oilers. I just actually looked it up because in the it was past? like in the past, like they they ran with Mike Smith, Koskinen, Koskinen the last two two seasons. Uh-huh. Then it was. 2018 it was Koskinen and Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot was decent. Cam Talbot played uh, from 2015 onwards to 2018. He was decent. He wasn't terrible. Then they had Ben Scrivens and Victor. It was bad in 2014. They had Devin Dubnik before that for a few years. Uh huh. They had Nikolai Habibulin in 2010, which was probably his last year. He yeah, had him for two seasons. Dwayne Rollison for a few seasons. <laughs> That's what I mean. They've had like, no, like, so this is going back to 2005 now. Ty Conklin. They've had no goalies since 2000, 2003. A notable name there, Tommy Salo. So, like, they had Tommy Salo. Tommy Salo. Tommy Salo was like the early 2000s. But, like, the goalie situation in Edmonton has been atrocious. Yeah, have been fucking disgusting, and that's 
that's what makes you know uh, a Stanley Cup winning team is to have good goaltending. Like look at Tampa, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league, and he's so young. They drafted him and then developed him for two years and put him in. Yeah, even like Boston winning with Tuukka Rask. Leafs could have had Tuukka Rask, but Shesterkin in New York is going to win the Vezina this year. Yeah, they drafted him, if not the Hart Trophy. Him. Yeah, Shesterkin. Uh, but yeah, the Leafs play tonight. Uh, Mark Giordano will be making his debut tonight with the new Justin Bieber jerseys. Have you seen those? Yeah. They are reversible, which is pretty cool. That's... So you see the, the like two different kinds of jerseys. The, the yellow one is the underneath, so you can reverse it. And then the blue one is how it looks like on the, on the top. It's kind of weird. I don't yeah. know why they went with the black and black and yellow um, because that's obviously Boston Bruins colors and our, our travels. That's like uh, red, white, and blue for our jersey, which is Montreal Canadiens colors, which is also also American. Also American. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. I will be watching this game tonight for sure, um, looking to see. Because I also picked up Mark Jordan as soon as they announced that trade in my fantasy league. So I don't know if he's that good in fantasy. But again, he's playing like he, on a team. He's he's going from a Seattle Kraken team that's abysmal to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are one of the highest scoring teams in the yeah, league. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be he's gonna be paired up with his old buddy, TJ Brody. See, I who he, I, who he won a he won um, a Norris Trophy playing yeah. alongside. So he did. You don't like that pairing? I it's not that I don't like that pairing. I just don't think that's gonna be what happens. I think they're going to stretch them out. I think, you know, Riley is going to play on the, t- cause we also got rid of Dermot. Remember it's li- it's Riley and Labushkin on the first pairing. Yep. And then you have Giordano and Brody. And then you have Sandine's out now. So I don't I even think it's going to be, uh, Giordano and Sandine. Sandine's uh, injured. He's week to week. When he does come back, when he does come back. Plus Muzzin is coming back as well. We don't know when that's going to be. But I think Muzzin's a little closer than Sandy. You're gonna leave Hall with um, Riley. I think Hall's gonna be. No, no, no. I think Labushkin's gonna be with Riley, and I think Hall's gonna be our seventh man. Interesting. When Sandy and Muzzin come back. All right, we'll Which see. I'm happy we'll see about. what happens tonight when he plays a game. Yeah. Should we move on to some uh, some flying birds? Some, some other boys birds? in blue. Yeah, let's. let's... Some boys in blue that are looking made a deal this week. Made they made a deal. They they made multiple deals because okay, so this week just assured everyone yeah. that these players are here to stay and they're here to win. These and guys they, aren't fucking around. They're not fucking around. They yeah. believe in this team. They believe that this team can win a World Series. Think about it. Vladdy Guerrero avoided arbitration. He wants to stay. He signed a one year deal to avoid arbitration. So on, on top of his current deal. And then you have Teoscar Hernandez, who signed uh, a year deal on top of his deal to avoid arbitration. Then the Jays did this with multiple other players this week. But they also signed Matt Chapman to a two-year deal. These players are he- these players have bought into the system. Hell yeah. And these players are here to win a World Series. I'm fucking excited. I remember a few years ago, and uh, it wasn't that long ago, where the Blue Jays had a hard time attracting free agents mm-hmm. to come to mm-hmm. play in Canada. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. 
I think this is an attractive place to play. Players across the league want to come play here. The turning point, I think, was George Springer. We talk about Hunjin Ryu, but I think George Springer was the official turning point. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, had... we paid more money for George Springer than other teams would have for the, for the chance to come to Canada to play, but I think that was the turning point. George Springer was a free agent. A free agent. We didn't trade anyone for him. He signed here as a free agent. Yeah. Matt Chapman, yes, we traded for him, but it's not like a Marcus Simeon who we traded for him and then he leaves after his year. It's we traded for him and then he signed a two-year deal. It's wild. Like, the the turning point, they spent a lot of money on a top uh, pitching uh, candidate in the free agency two years ago in Ryu. Last year, they got the best available free agent in Springer. Uh They made a trade for Barrios. Massive under the radar deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they just signed some of the top free agents this season as well in Gaussman and um, and now making a trade for Chapman. Like they're they're not fucking around. No. Like they Manoa made steps last year in the span of one year or two years mm-hmm. while still developing their homegrown players like Bichette, Guriel, and uh, Vladdy. This team's not going to be stopped. But you look on the other side of the of the league, in the NL, the Dodgers just got richer as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a case of the rich getting richer over there in L.A. Dodger land. So it seems like a two-team race right now. The Jays are easily the best team in the AL. You think so? Easily. Do you think they're going to get uh, Brett Gardner? I don't think he's going to leave. He's played for the Yankees his entire life i know but that's that's just if they the don't latest. re-sign him he's gonna retire that's just the latest rumor and jays would like him jays would like any left-handed bat at this point because everyone's right-handed on their team i still would like to see the jays go out and get joey Votto. i feel like him platooning at first with vladdy or you know having that d8 spot i think he'll fit in really nicely yeah uh i i do think i do agree with you that the jays are the best team you think the best team in the AL East or the AL, like the American the full League, American League, the entire league? Okay. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm here for that. 100. Who's better than them on paper right now? The Red Sox. No. You see who the Red Sox just got? They're caca poo poo. The Red Sox <laughs> are. <laughs> but did you see who the Red Sox just signed? Yeah, Trevor Story. Great. So what? Just saying. Who's going to, like, who the AL, East, the AL East is the toughest division in the whole league. The whole league. American League and National League. They're definitely the toughest division. But I, I'm here for this This being, you know, the two-horse race between the Jays and the Dodgers. This is the, the Red Sox projected lineup. All right? Ready for it? All right. Enrique All right. Hernandez. Who? Uh, Rafael Devers, yeah, he's an all-star. Bogarts, <laughs> past his prime. J.D. Martinez. Xander Bogarts is not past his prime. J.D. Martinez, past his prime. Trevor Story, he's okay. Verdugo, Bobby Dahlbeck, Christian Vasquez, and Jackie Bradley Jr. Okay, so maybe not the Red Sox. <laughs> okay. No, I was just thinking that the Red Sox would be in contention for the AL. This is their projected rotation. Nathan Eovaldi, Nick You made Pavetta, your point, Neil. Tanner Hook. You Michael Waka and Rich Hill. Like, they're trash. Yeah, but they're still going to find a way to win. They're probably going to be the worst team in the AL East. Baltimore's probably better than them. Okay, Baltimore's so. not better than them. I was still. Say, 
Baltimore is not better than anyone in that league. I know. Uh, I do think I do think the Jays win the AL East this season. Yeah. I think it's going to be... Tampa Bay is going to be up there, obviously. They are every year. Tampa the and Yankees. Yankees are going to be up there. But no one holds... The, the rotation just so deep for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. The one weak spot on this Jays team is uh, their bullpen still. still. But what they do now is they go out and they're going to score a shit ton of runs. They, their bullpen might blow a few games. Give which up is a fine. lot of runs between the sixth and ninth inning. But I can already tell, like, this team, they're waiting until the trade deadline because there are going to be sellers of relievers at the uh-huh. trade deadline, uh-huh. and they're just going to stockpile arms at the trade deadline for the bullpen. If the bullpen doesn't, you know, they're going to give the bullpen a chance because there's some arms back there. They're going to give them a chance to start off the season, and once the season, or once the bullpen actually starts losing games for them, they're going to yeah. be like, all right, let's go out and sign some relievers before the deadline. Because we saw some, like, some dark horses come out of nowhere last year in from the, the bullpen. In the bullpen, yeah. yeah, we did. Like, and and like I was Romano was was a killer. Romano was one of them. Yeah. Tim Meza was good. David Phelps they signed. Julian Merriweather was lights out when he was healthy, for for the most part. Yeah. Um, Simber, Adam Simber, yeah, brings the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they still have guys like uh, Nate Pearson who can come out of the bullpen. I think Nate Pearson is gonna wanna move try and move himself into the starting rotation but i prefer him as a bullpen yeah reliever for sure they could use an arm or two in in the bullpen but i like i like the group that we have yeah i do too uh who's your prediction for mvp this season uh because i have a prediction i think go ahead maybe you start first okay so did you see the quote from Vladdy Guerrero Jr. about what we can expect from him this season. Did you see his official quote? I did. He said, last season was the trailer. Get ready for the movie. And that gives me goosebumps just just repeating right now. Because we're going to see not just an offensive monster, but a defensive monster as well. Yeah. And Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Which is what wins you the MVP. Obviously, we sh- we saw it with Shohei, so I think we see a Vladdy Guerrero Jr. MVP this season. Uh, I correctly predicted the MVP last year. I just want right. to point that Relax. out there Relax. as a dark horse. Um, you also said Drysaddle was going to get fifty goals in fifty games this season. Yeah, you can't win them all, but I did win. <laughs> I did win the prediction last season when I said Shohei Otani was going to win the MVP. And he did win the MVP. Are you saying that again this season? I'm saying he is going to be the runner-up this season. Okay. And who's going to win? I think it's going to be Vladdy this year. Ooh, I we think, called I it think, here. I think it's going to be Vladdy. I the think unanimous with thought. Vladdy cut down to 217. He uh, lost he, a he lot cut down like weight. 25 pounds over the offseason. He looks great. He looks in shape. He lost a lot of weight. Just in the preseason games that he's hitting as well if he's not if he's not getting a home run he's getting a base hit yeah he's unstoppable right now in preseason i mean this is still spring training spring but training. i i feel like yeah we're seeing a, a small preview of what we can expect from vladdy Gray i think Jr. a dark horse is also um fernando tatis you can't discount him in san yeah. diego if he san stays diego. healthy if he stays healthy san diego is still a mammoth uh lineup to, yeah. to get out and i think fernando tatis 
another year older is going to rake this year. Like he's going to destroy the league. I think so too. This team is just so young and so talented, right? They're going to do great things. So look out. I'm excited for the season. We're excited for this season, but that is all for today. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being so great. So great listeners. So great so, social, so great. social media followers. You guys are the best. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 